Hey everyone, welcome to Hashtag Real Life. Abby and Danielle here. At Hashtag Real Life, we want to bring the essence of conversations back into our day-to-day lives. We want to tell the stories of the people around us with no topic off the table. Our hope is to create a safe space for ourselves, guests, and our listeners, all while bringing our authentic selves to create rambling but beautiful content. Now, let's talk about some stuff. We're back! (laughs) I thought it was recording with Eli for a second. (laughs) You know, sometimes I just make noises. Noises? Noises. Noises. Hey, we literally just met two and a half hours unpacking that I still can't pronounce all Alzheimer's timers. I don't know how to say that disease. I am so disease sorry. Disease with an A. <laughs> and a disease with an A. That's what it's yes. called now. It's all right. Uh, you know, I think you're in a large percentage of all of us that might be, it's a group think situation where we're all maybe pronouncing it incorrectly, but we're just going with it. Yeah. We literally Googled, uh, like speak the word to us. And we did not come to a consensus. So not where I thought this episode would start off, but hi everybody. It's Abby. <laughs> and it's Danielle and we're back for hashtag real life podcast. <laughs> and as you can hear, our brains are going a million miles a minute, uh, as per usual. So to kick us off, what have you been doing for self-care, Danielle? <laughs> yes. I mean, I have really been focusing on prioritizing my hot girl walks and oh, yeah. journaling and my heart girl rocks are at least like 30 minutes, 20 minutes, just getting it in, making sure that I close the rings on my Apple watch. I've heard like um, conflicting messages about Apple watches. There's some people that really don't want to have it because they don't want to be like having to focus on that, like it dinging and all those different things to, to make them be active. But me personally, I think it's really great for me because then I'm like, okay, Danielle, come on. You, you know, you got to make sure like you're active today. It like gets me in that mindset of actually doing that. Yeah. And you know, it probably just goes back to the, in, like the intention that you use it for, mm-hmm. because probably people like me would use it as like almost obsessive of like having to reach, yeah. you know, whatever goal or thing. And it could become like more anxiety provoking than, mm-hmm. than meant to, but it sounds like you're using it as a motivational thing which sounds lovely yes and then like the journaling just trying to get that in whenever I can like obviously I still do like the morning pages so it's just really good to kind of like blurt out my thoughts blurt out my feelings and even if it's not during the morning like that is okay like it can be at any point in time of the day as long as I try to get it in and if I miss it like that's okay too and just knowing that I can get back on track and not like beating myself up about it when I don't do the walk or I don't do the journal, but just mm-hmm. getting back into it when I can. Yeah. What but not beating your you? up is, oh, well, I would love to share. Uh, <laughs> but what I was going to add <laughs> is that, yeah, that's a huge important thing is not beating yourself up because like every day is going to be so different. You have to sometimes pr- prioritize different things. Uh, but you definitely inspired me to get back into journaling because it's something I love to do. And yet, it just, I, my self-care habits, I think I go in and out, right. Of mm-hmm. meditation. I, I also try to prioritize walks. Um, and because, because it's winter and really cold here, uh, I feel like an old lady. Cause I'll go to the mall and mall walk. Yes. Gotta love a good mall walk. <laughs> but while listening to write podcasts or audiobooks, like, you know, kind of getting that 
getting that in, but you know, the Virgo and me, you know, checking off some to-do lists, like getting my email all like cleared out or read and like not having a bunch of like spam or junk that just needs to get out. That's been really nice. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, I said the walks today, I got a massage for the first time in a couple months and it was, oh, so great. And reminds me, oh yeah, I need, I need to do that more. Um, and try, yeah, trying to read journal, uh, do yoga when I can watching some fun old shows. So, you know, trying to focus on, on me time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cause it's so important and it's so important, especially since we're going into a season of giving. And so we're like giving ourselves, we're giving our time, we're giving our money, we're giving our attention, like all those things. So it is really good to, you know, focus on yourself, but having it not, not having you not feel like it's a selfish thing, you know, because like we always say, like you can't pour from an empty cup, you know, and you can't pour from a half cup. So you got to be able to like pour into yourself every once in a while. Sometimes it's hard. And I want to like last night I did just like, instead of morning pages, I felt like I was just doing like kind of like night pages, just getting all the gunk out. Mm -hmm. And so much was flowing out of me when I was writing. I'm like, Oh my gosh. And I'm actually reading a book about journaling. Um, and there's like different prompts and different, uh, like exercises to do. And they talk about morning pages, gratitude, uh, and it's going to be a quick, quick read, right? Like once I get through the different prompts and ideas, but how helpful it can be just to like, get that, like not be afraid to write the things you truly are feeling, like getting it out, like moving the energy. So I just would never probably remember to do it in the morning because I wake up and I'm like, oh crap, I got to get, got to get ready. Yeah. You're so good with like the journal prompts for sure, because I feel like I've never been, I've never prioritized the journal prompt aspect of things. Like I've, I've said to myself, okay, I want to write about this, or this is what I'm thinking. So I'm going to write about this specific topic, or this is what's on my mind. So I'm just going to write, or the, you know, journal, the morning pages, like free flowing thing. Like, obviously I've had journal prompts and things like that, but I feel I don't really use them necessarily. You know what I mean? Like I'll see them and I'll kind of have them in my mind or, you know, I feel like it's, it's easier for me to have, to have like more of like a broader statement, I guess, if you will, sometimes, which is kind of weird because you think that I would be more specific, I guess, but it's, well, and I think that's why I like the prompts is because it gives me creativity, but gives me like a starting structure point. Mm -hmm. And then I can go off of that. And like I said, I did some prompts and then I just, I like, I had a prompt journal, the Michelle Obama becoming journal. Yeah. Uh, Like, yeah, it's just fun. And then in my other journal that I just free write, which I need to probably get a new journal here soon, which is like the best. Like It's like such too. a weird feeling though, when you have to get a new journal, it's like exciting, but it's like, oh my gosh, I just finished this. Like it's, it's done. Now it's question. So, there's so much in here. Oh, so much question. <laughs> what do you do with your journals when you're done with them? Um, I keep them. Okay. I also, I do as well. Like to the point that I have journals from when I was in middle school still. Mm-hmm. And my yeah. mom had them in like a tub and she just gave them to me. So I was thinking the other day, when should I get rid of those? Because the day that I do pass away, I don't want anyone reading those. Yeah. Ooh, that's a really good question. <laughs> but I also don't want to like get rid of them or burn them because there are things like, you know, so 
I'm I'm very uh very torn. Yeah, that. it's a very interesting question because I have heard again, this is another like conflicting message thing. I think is there's been a lot of people who have who just burn their journals, you know, or burn their things because they're kind of, they kind of say, well, this was then, this was the past, this is my thoughts, all those things. And then they kind of get rid of it. And it's very therapeutic. And that sounds, yeah, I, I don't know when's a good time to, I mean, I didn't, so all of my random journals or random squiggly diaries that I randomly wrote in, didn't fully finish, whatever. Those were at the Mason city house when I was kind of clearing that out some of them I feel like I kept some of them I was kind of I threw I don't know I threw away I think I had a lot of my journals when I was younger I didn't really finish you know like they were very they're very unfinished Danielle like very started but not completed kind of thing um I don't know yeah I mean and I, I always think of that too. And I always think of, you know, like the diaries that have been published, right? Like you think of like the diary of Anne Frank yeah. or, you know, ones that sound that are so poetic and so proper. I read my journals. No one will publish that. Mm-hmm. Like that. those are some like deep thoughts, angsty teen, or just ridiculous. Like I've probably written not so great things about everybody in there yeah you know yeah but okay so to flip the script on that a little bit though to kind of like go a little deeper in that is though some of those times there's a lot of okay so obviously one of goals that you want you want to be able to write a book right like you want to be able to write like books short stories like kind of that whole thing like that you want to be able to do that so if you think about it there also is a lot of people who do books and do things and they use like inserts from their diary. You know, it's not necessarily their whole diary, but there are inserts. So I'm sure seeing the evolution of you and having like certain pieces of that is pretty great. You know what I mean? Like obviously, yeah. It's entertainment. Right. And obviously you're looking back on it thinking, damn, like this is just, this is a lot. But that's, that's the other relatable thing though, is like, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that might've had the same thoughts that you had, you know, in your teens or might've had the same thoughts of you like in early adulthood and all those things. So your words could touch someone, you know, I don't know. You got to think like a poet. You got to think like an author. That is true. And and (laughs) in the words, in the words of, uh, Rosie O'Donnell in Harriet the Spy to Michelle Trachtenberg, right? Like when she was writing in her journal, which loved that movie. Oh, uh, this is a, the orange tape. It was so good. Yes, the orange <laughs> tape. But the quote was, if you want to be a writer, write what you know. Yeah. I mean, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Like the greatest. And also that's the same as musicians. That's yeah. why so many musicians write about love. You know, because they know about love. They know about heartbreak. They know about angst. They know about anger, all those things. And that's why, that's why we all love them. Because they're relatable. And it's, you know, you got to think bigger than, you know. That's the one thing that we have to think about in this world is we think there's things that we do that don't really matter. But a lot of things that we do and a lot of things that we say actually really do matter. That's true. That's true. Well, 
if anything juice. was the perfect segue. <laughs> toast. Toast. It's the Jolly Juice. <laughs> well, if anything was a perfect segue, I don't know what would be any better than that than, you know, talking about our journals, talking about just that we do. the silliness, the things that we do. Yeah, Danielle, talking about the weird things we did as a child because we were commiserating for, yeah, two hours before we press record and we're like, we should record this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So one of the things that Abby and I were talking about is just <laughs> the aspect of when we were younger, we definitely prioritize play. You know, that's what people do. That's that's what you do when you're younger. You, you're sent out with your, you know, your parents just say, go do what you're going to do. And that's what you do. You roam, you roam the streets. It's funny. I was actually watching TikTok the other day, real quick, same way. And yeah. same thing. But they were saying that they were today years old, essentially, when they realized that when they were younger, their parents just let them go out without a oh. cell phone, without a thing, and like didn't know where they were for hours. You know, uh, yes, and, yeah, and that all is day. wild to think about. I mean, it bringing it back, that's wild. <laughs> bringing it back, yeah. I mean, I was not too much older than Eli when in my small town. I would go outside, play. We lived on a cul-de-sac. Like I knew mm-hmm. my mom was like, well, don't go on 16th street when I was like little, like there's always street. that street, you know, that street, right. <laughs> that street. But like, I could stay on a cul-de-sac or the backyards of all of our friends. And like, we would just go out and play pretend like forever. Like there was, I mean, that was one of my weird things we did as a child is like play pretend, which all kids do, mm-hmm. but as only children mm-hmm. as Danielle and I mm-hmm. you and I both mm-hmm. were uh we also had the great skill of doing it solo mm-hmm. if friends weren't available mm-hmm. uh but the one time I do remember doing it with friends like we were pretending to be like witches and we made like did spells with sticks as wands and we climbed this tree uh but then the solo one that I was thinking of like I told you was at our rec center uh pretending to be a mermaid mm-hmm. and like making a literal whole story right about it like little mermaid or around the parent trap time uh creating like twin girl names like and I was both one was British because yep. why not and just living in that play fantasy world mm-hmm. um and it it was just so much fun and so much fun I don't know like and the reason this kind of topic came about too is because we were talking about just how our brains just are going a mile a minute all the time. When we were children, we had something to put that to, whereas now it's work and not as much creativity. And so no wonder we're all stressed or potentially undiagnosed ADHD Mm -hmm, (laughs) now a days because there's so much going up there and we don't let it all out. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting. So the thing that I was thinking about that I knew (laughs) you would laugh about is When I think about a lot of the things that I would play sometimes too, I would emulate real life, like the things that were Mm -hmm. happening in my life. So there's a lot of times that I played school. There's a lot of times that I played hairdresser. There's a lot of times that I played taxi cab. There's a lot of times that I played um, grocery store, kitchen, kitchen, restaurant. And so 
I really was seeing what was happening with me in the world, like me being in the world. And then I would go back in my play life and then I'd be like, okay, now I can do this. And so I remember, yes, exactly. And like, I remember when I would play school, like, I feel like I've told this story at some point, but I, it just always makes me laugh. But when I would play school, I would use the JCPenney's catalog. So like, like back in the yeah. day when the freaking catalog would come to your door, like JCPenney's, Yonkers, Sears, Sears. Like, all those things. Yes. Millennium life forever. But like, so I would rip out the pages and that would be the homework. And so there's like different things on the pages that were like the prices and the things. And I would like circle different things and I would act as a teacher. No one would be sitting in these chairs, you know, like I'd literally be talking to no one. Sometimes I'd be talking to my teddy bears. Sometimes it depends, depends on the day. Like sometimes I'd be talking to teddy bears. Sometimes I'd be talking to no one. I'm like, okay, class, we're going to do lesson, blah, 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 whatever. You're going to have to look here. And I would like go to chairs and be like, oh, look on this page, like turn to this page. And then I would also I would also be the principal and the librarian and I would be like, okay, I'm going to be at the library and I would pull up all my books and I would like randomly stamp my books and I would be like, okay, it's due on Tuesday at 2 p.m. Like all that stuff. And I sometimes- So cute, Danielle. Sometimes when I'm- fake students that would turn in their books late and like I'd be like okay you you have a fine because you didn't turn your book on time Danielle I'm obsessed but here's the thing I did it too so but my (laughs) teddy bears or my dolls were my students or oh my gosh (laughs) expensive and I'd be like all right we did the group we did the project like I'm so happy that this, and then the principal would come in and be like, hello, class. I'm so, I'm so glad that this, <laughs> just ridiculous. This so like, good though. Very, very multi-level of like a school. Like my, yeah. my bedroom was a school, like full on, like this is where this is, this is where that is, this is what's going on with this, all the things like the hair, the hair salon, like had people that came in, got yeah. their hair done, get the, you know, get all the things. Oh. Like, I play doctor a lot. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would have like different sorts of products. I mean, the grocery store was like next level. Like I would, I would do the whole cleanup on aisle four thing. I would say there was like specials. Like I'd be like, oh, there's a special on lettuce for like a dollar or whatever. I don't know. Oh gosh, like, being a kid was so fun. <laughs> so fun. Like it was just so fun. <laughs> so fun. Um. Yeah. I, also, I also had a cooking show. The cooking show was like on on point. Daniel and I had a cooking show. Like this is when yeah. Daniel and I would do this, but it was every Saturday, and we would we would make the same thing every Saturday. We would make muffins, and like we would stand in front of the TV that was never on, and we'd be like, <laughs> "Okay, welcome to our show," and we would like oh make God. muffins. And sometimes Daniel wouldn't play, and like I'd be like, "Okay, well this show must go on." And like, Yes. natural born entertainer you are and i'm like oh gotta get the eggs i'm gonna whisk the eggs just random random shenanigans but you know what's sweet is now watching eli he plays school or he wants to do you know fun cooking and i do i let him just like kind of play like he made random food cookies once and they actually turned out pretty good uh we put peanut butter and Nutella on them, but mm-hmm. either way. Um, but with school, like he wrote out our calendar downstairs. He put signs up. He created a whole handwriting notebook and a poetry notebook 
Um, mm. And like those worksheets that have like the two straight lines and the dotted line in the middle where you practice handwriting. He mm-hmm. made a whole book of that. And apparently in January, 2023, he's going to be my teacher. So nice. okay. we're all, we're all prepared. Upgrade. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, and so it's really funny to see that and just remember like how much fun mm-hmm. we had mm-hmm. doing just so much goofy fun. pretend just things. And as an adult, I mean, I remember watching movies as a kid and be like, oh my gosh, the parents are so like uptight and whatever. And now as an adult, I'm like, man, when did I become the adult in this oh, movie? Right? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. And I also forgot. So one of the reasons that this also, this topic kind of just perfect storm was I'm really big and right now watching and rewatching, right? I've told you about Boy Meets World and listening to their podcast. Like that's yeah. fun. But I recently found the podcast and I know I shared it with you back to the beach. Yes. Yes. Kristen. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do this and watch some- Laguna. I am rewatching Laguna beach and Danielle, it is so bad. It's so good. <laughs> so it also made me think about like, not even just childhood, but then as a teenager, like if we had cameras around and yes, what I love, what I love more than just rewatching the show is listening to their commentary of, mm-hmm. yeah, this is how this was set up. And like, that didn't happen naturally. Like, so that's really fun to hear. But just the thought of at 16, 17, having cameras follow me and my friends around, I'm like, I would regret that so much now. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just the dumb phrases like there's some things that did not age well like phrases that yeah and Kristen's so funny because she's like there's so many quotes from me from the show like oh my god my car is done so <laughs> yes and like just the outfits the outfits we wore oh mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it that also is what made me think of like oh my gosh when we were kids teens children <laughs> growing yes. up yes well, and it's also funny too, because obviously I know there was like camcorders, like during that time, you know, a lot of that flip, I mean, phones. flip phones. I mean, we also had, I know I had like the Mr. Mike from like Toy Story, like where you could like record, record yeah. stuff. So, I mean, like, obviously there's like random tapes of singing and talking and all those different things. And yeah, I think. I don't know. I think, yeah, if we were teens and we had cameras following us all over the place, I think, I don't know. I don't think I'd necessarily regret it, but I just would be like, oh my goodness, this is so silly. Like what? Because I think even, I think even with us, if you think about it, like now, even with our friends, like a lot of some things that we did were recorded, you know what I mean? True, like we true, true, birthday true. videos, we have mm-hmm. dances, like all those things. And even those things I kind of look back on, I just laugh because I'm just like, oh my gosh, like that memory or that moment was so ridiculous. So yeah. oh it, it it is it is enjoyable, uh to say the least. And thinking about some other funny things that I would do as a child, but then what's funny is basically that also is what I did as a college student is the neighbor friends and I would choreograph 
and makeup dances. Mm -hmm. And then we had a show. Yes. All of our neighbors. Mm -hmm. Um, And yet that is also what we did as college students. Yes. Even when we went to the bars, we're all like dancing in the circle and showing off our moves. And so it's just really funny to think of, yeah, little Abby dancing to some Britney Spears Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. still doing the same thing. (laughs) I think of one, like two things that I feel like carried over really big for me is like one like when I would do store or Daniel and I would also do like when we would do like fashion shows and fashion shows and also like just plays and we would we would make tickets like I like made specific tickets like when this was going to happen the time frame that it was going to be like who was showing up like who it was for all those things so it's like funny now too because it's like I do marketing now. So it's like funny because I'm like, okay, come to this thing. This is who it's for. This is what it's about. This is why you should come. Like all those things. So that's really funny. And also again, obviously we've talked about this on the podcast. I'm a huge Sims player. So that's also funny too, because it's like in my young life, I was, you know, emulating real life and all those different things and like having fun with that. And then I did the Sims where like I was make believe creating different things and storylines and all those different things and like that's again what we do now in life (laughs) it's just uh it's funny how things like come kind of full circle and just like how you realize and I like laugh about this with Daniel because I mean Daniel's in like film and you know film and entertainment and marketing and all that stuff too and I we've talked about this before about like the story weaver thing you know Mm -hmm. and creating stories and creating storylines and all that stuff and it's just it's wild that is really funny how much it mirrors yeah Mm -hmm. not only entertainment but marketing and Mm -hmm. promoting and creativity that is really really cool and we have a podcast where we tell stories like come on like what is true (laughs) uh too bad my uh (laughs) Too bad my bop it fascination and my pogo stick uh, fun doesn't accrue to a career. (laughs) I mean, I feel like we could find a way to like make it make sense. But like I, those, those are just two examples, but so many things in my childhood, whether it be toys or just different skills that I would work to the bone like mm-hmm. I'm I've shared this on the podcast before I'm pretty sure about like pretty sure I beat bop it mm-hmm. yeah because yeah. <laughs> it started like singing to me at the end and I was mm-hmm. like what does this mean like I would play and play and play I'm sure for hours like mm-hmm. doing the all that uh same with the pogo stick I would try to beat my like how many jumps I could get mm-hmm. on this damn pogo stick uh I also spent ungodly amounts of time on my grass outside trying to teach myself how to do a backbend walkover <laughs> oh I love a good backbend walkover those are fun my back hurts thinking about it because I don't think my back is naturally that flexible <laughs> and I was doing it on like a hill so mm-hmm. then it would like I'd do it and then I'd have like the leverage to kick over mm-hmm. like I think I oh yeah I really hurt my back doing all that because I'm really sore now. Yeah. <laughs> I love Half that. my life later. Yeah. Because I, I was just, mm-hmm. oh, and the splits too. Like mm-hmm. I would work so hard to do that. And I only, I think, able was able to do, well, I could do 
I could never do the center split, mm-hmm. but I could do the left and right one. Yeah. I spent a lot of time on a backflip on like the trampoline. Like I spent Ooh. a lot of time doing that. Um, but I obviously, I was, not obviously, but I was able to do it like at the end, but I feel like I spent a lot of time doing that where I was like, okay, duck, uh, you know, like things like that. And that was like intense. Um, oh yeah. It took me forever to learn how to do a back bend, back dive off the diving board. But once I did it, I like would mm-hmm. just do it over and over. That, mm-hmm. I mean, there's it's the scary. Thing That's kind of scary though. <laughs> I could never do a front or back flip. I'm sure if I tried mm-hmm. now, I could, but mm-hmm. I was too scared when I was little. Yeah. Um, but you would do backwards? That's interesting. I did a back dive. Yeah. But I could never flip. Um, but that's so wild that like I you know. could do a back dive. I feel like that's so much scarier because like a back flip, you're at least like quick rotation. Whereas I was always dive. scared I was going to hit my head. Mm, yeah yeah here's what I've learned of myself I would do things on repeat until I excelled in Mm -hmm. buddy years and then I'd give it up until you became the expert and then I was done with it yep yeah you're like I succeeded (laughs) Mm -hmm. I I succeeded um and the other thing that I had like thought about too is I remember thinking (laughs) I thinking I had like magic powers because and it was just basically daydreaming okay Okay. Uh, I remember I'd be bored sitting in church and sitting there and then like you know you're just kind of like not I wasn't dozing off but like if you focus on something for so long you know how Mm -hmm. like your vision can kind of change yeah the first time that happened, I was like, whoa, I'm doing something. So then I like would try to do it on purpose. And like, I'd focus on the priest and in church, in church mm-hmm. and everything would like, kind of get like kind of fuzzy around and it not tunnel vision, but kind of everything get kind of orange. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, this must be like a special power that I can do when now I learn it's just daydreaming. It's it's really funny that you had those experiences in church because I think about it where like I remember having experiences in church at times where I would like I would randomly like pick my eyelashes like I don't know I would sit there and just like play with them and I like wasn't paying attention to what was happening like at all I would just sit there and just like play with my eyelashes and then I always remember when I was in like Sunday Bible school I would just get so excited and I would like count down the hours to the time that we would have like a break because then we would get to like eat hot dogs and like talk to everybody like and it would just be like a social hour where it's like all then it would be like all the bible studies would come into the little cafeteria area and like everyone would, like eat their hot dogs and like talk and I love that moment but like I would sit in Sunday bible school and be like okay and like I mean I would take it all in it was all the things but like you were you were very separated from everyone like you're having your like quality time with the lord like all the things and i was just like (laughs) it's just like okay and then we then it would be like okay everyone gets a break and then go and have like everyone gets to go and have their little social hour and it'd only be for a certain amount of time and then everyone would have to like go away or whatever we'd always have hot dogs see here's the thing catholic church did not have like a separate a social like, hour kids, <laughs> yeah. social hour or a kids thing like kids and adults alike sat in the pews 
and you're just sitting there and like of course we're talking about how like as kids we want to like move and play and do mm-hmm. that is a very difficult hour hour 15 minutes that mm-hmm. you're sitting there just unfortunately bored out of your mind and not like so you have to like create like I remember <laughs> yeah I would do the same thing too like looking at the stained glass mirrors mm-hmm. and yeah just literally creating stories in my brain like Mm -hmm. of whatever I was seeing or then when after church if my mom and grandpa were counting the money because once a month they counted the money and and forever I never understood why it took that long to count money it takes such a long time like my grand my grandma was into that my aunt Dolores like my whole family was Mm -hmm. always the people who were like they're really into the church so they were like oh my god like and all this stuff I was always be like sitting there yep and so I would play on the typewriter and Mm -hmm. write stories so again Mm -hmm. you create create your own adventure yes yes I sang in the choir like a couple of times but I wasn't like a constant church choir singer so the times when I got to sing in the choir like that was pretty cool but it wasn't like a regular thing for me so it was very it was very different like it was and I mean, we had, we would have service for a while and then we'd break off into like the little, the separate groups and stuff like that. Or then we'd have Sunday, Sunday school and stuff like that. Yeah. I forgot Sunday school. And I think now I'm like, oh my gosh, if we were raising Eli Catholic, I don't, I don't think he'd make it through church without, yeah. like it's he would need, oh, he would need, uh he would need a break well and didn't you guys have to go like every Wednesday too, like do that whole thing on Wednesdays or no because since I went to Catholic school Mm -hmm. I didn't have to go to what they call that REP was that what religious education whatever so yeah the public school kids if they were if their parents wanted them to like get the commandments or whatever they had to go Wednesday night which gotcha yeah I had a lot I of got, friends. I got my religious schooling all day, Danielle. <laughs> yes. I had a lot of friends that were in the Catholicism world. And so they mm. would always have to do things on Wednesday nights. It's because of CCD, right? CCD. That mm-hmm. was it. Yeah. Nope. I did not have to do that because I got my religious class in during <laughs> yeah. 8 a.m. to 3 p.m., baby. <laughs> eight through eight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That is wild (laughs) it really is Mm -hmm. like and and I know this is completely sidebar but again cat like growing up in catholic school like in kindergarten there were like what 24 25 kids like a normal classroom by the time we were in eighth grade our class was 13 kids wow because either people had moved away went to the public school yada yada um, there was a class two years above me. It was literally only four boys. What? That's it? Dang. At, at this at this Catholic school, right? Because then once they went to high school, average class was like 120 to 150. Wow. But that few kids were going to the Catholic school by that time. I just think that would just be such an interesting experience. Like I was talking to one of my friends once about like how the fact that you guys had to constantly like do confessionals and things like that. Traumatizing. Traumatizing. Yeah. I can't imagine. Oh yeah. There's weird things we did as a child. Confess all your sins 
to this priest who quote unquote doesn't know who you are they can see you and (laughs) confess your sins and if you don't you're gonna go to hell if you die yeah it it was a lot for the sensitive abby here (laughs) yes and i just think about so many kids who were just going through things in life you know what i mean and just that whole i mean obviously i feel like the normal example is like the oh did you steal a candy bar like why did you steal that candy bar you know like you're you're sinning because you stole the candy bar but just thinking about all the emotions and all the things you go through as a child I can't imagine having to sit there every single week and basically recount those things and explain those about that I mean I guess it's like I guess it's somewhat like a version of therapy but in such a like shaming way Yes, because then usually your penance is like two Hail Marys and Our Father and like you're like what you have to do is repent. Repentance is like these prayers. But no, an undiagnosed anxious child. Okay, tell, okay, I have to confess my sin. Okay, what did I do? And then that led to me for like the next like few years. If I even had a bad thought, I freaked out and I would go confess to my mom like mom I have this oh weird things I did as a child Uh, (laughs) well and then I don't even understand I mean like obviously like just thinking of then becoming an adult and then like moving through life and being having to be okay with your thoughts being like sometimes like thoughts are you know what they are and they come into your mind and that is what it is and all these different things and you're not a bad person because of the things that you think of you're not a bad person because the things that you do like it would just be so hard it's a mind it's a mind trickery yes why yep oh yes uh did your religion f you up as much as catholicism (laughs) f me up no not even okay good like i'm not gonna i'm I'm glad you had a healthy spiritual experience <laughs> yeah I mean I <laughs> I mean I feel like I've kind of like said this on the pod before like I mean I think my grandparents were super super into our religious yeah. faith for a really long time and they were very much members of the church you know my grandma was like there, like you know writing the dues like all the things my aunt Dolores was all that you know we have so many bibles in our house at different times but I think throughout time, like with so many things happening in our life and so many different situations going on with life, like we would kind of go in and out of like our religious stressors and thoughts and all those things. I mean, like I remember going up originally, I was always going to Sunday school. Like I was, I mean, I had my Sunday's best on, like I was fully prepared, going, you know, I was there like in every single thing. And then like, eventually we just stopped you know what I mean like eventually it just wasn't we that was just wasn't a thing anymore you know and it it just wasn't and it it didn't it wasn't like abrupt it wasn't something that seemed weird like it was like Mm -hmm. we just don't we just don't really do that anymore we just don't really you know so I mean I don't really think and I mean obviously I still have family members are very much into the church very you know they go all the time they you know speak the gospel, like all those things, but yeah, it's just not as large of a focus as much, you know? I mean, my grandma, yeah, taught Catholic school for 35 plus years. 
-hmm. And then I know I talked about my mom and my grandpa counting money, but my grandma then would go give communion. Like she was a Eucharistic minister. It was what it was called. Um, or she would every so often like help do the, uh, the Eucharist, like body of Christ or the blood of Christ. My mom and grandpa would do that too. But yeah, my grandma would take after church then. So my options were sit here with your grandpa and your mom while they're counting money and maybe get a donut and write on this typewriter or go with your grandma as she goes to nursing homes to then do like a mini church for mm. multiple like stationary Catholics like in the yeah. and so those are my options when I was too young to be home alone <laughs> yeah uh, so yes and I I mean we went to church up until I left up until I left for college like we were going weekly yeah and my grandma still does my grandma's 84 my mom she's kind of an occasional church mm-hmm. person now uh which my grandma is not on top <laughs> yeah I think I stopped going to church in high school I think yeah. I didn't go at all I didn't go at all in college um my grandma really wanted me to, <laughs> yeah. to go to like the Catholic church across from Iowa State but like if I was home it was expected that I was still going to church on Sunday morning with my mom and my grandma, and my grandpa, because in cat, well, I'm, I think this is in every church probably. Right. We had an exact pew mm-hmm. and the exact place that we sat ev- for my entire life. My grandma wow. still sits in the same pew. I think That's it's wild. nine back to the right or five or six. I, again, I don't know. I just, I know I always just would look for my grandma and grandpa. And that's where we were. It was always the same row. Mm hmm. Yeah, because apparently that's where my great my great would sit too. Yeah. Um, I mean, <sighs> I would say definitely like for us, the church experience was definitely like very community based, like very community. I mean, living in Mason City, it was very small. So it was very like, you know, we walk to the church, we open up the church, we get the church going, you know, like things like that. So it was very like that wholesome kind of like mm-hmm. the community comes to St. John's Baptist, like that's where it is. Like you go there and it's like a good old time. So it was very different in that regard where it didn't seem like it was so much like you're going to church. It's like, you're going like, that's, you You go there with your family. You know what I mean? Like, that's just kind of yeah. like how that was. Um, and then, yeah, I think again, I mean, it's like sad, but I think the more and more we lost people like in our family and like the more and more, like some of the main families that would be in church would pass away then yeah. it kind of started to dwindle just that aspect of things and it started making things like darker I guess in that sense you know so it was mm-hmm. kind of like well people aren't going to church as much you know or like that family's not gonna go to church because they're like going through some things you know and yeah so I can't imagine the aspect of going like every single week and like having that like generational like pull to go there, you know what I mean? And just, yeah. and I mean, that's like major de- dedication, like for your grandma and that's major dedication for your family in the sense of like, that literally is back to like what we were talking about at the beginning of this. Like that is probably your grandma's like self-care practice, oh. you know what I mean? Oh. Like that is something that she, she needs in her life to feel that like moral compass and that yeah moral, and moral COVID moment. yeah COVID for a while they weren't doing services and so she had to resort and she never was one to watch church on tv 
but she resorted to like watching it on TV, like mass. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, yeah. Catholicism, baby. That is, yeah. And I mean, like I said, I have a lot of friends, like, I mean, obviously still in my orbit and just, or ones that I grew up with that were definitely like they either, their moms were, you know, Sunday school teachers and all those different things or, or CCD teachers and all that stuff. And yeah, it is, it is interesting. Like, it's a very interesting, I mean, I just always knew it as there are certain things like they can't go to these places. Like, because as a kid, when you're growing up, you're like, oh, okay, you can't do anything on Wednesdays. And oh, you can't eat meat on Fridays. Like, those are the things that like stick in your brain as a child because you're just like, oh, or, and I mean, like, I don't I know that. if this is a thing, but just like, I know it's a thing, but the whole like birth control thing was like huge and oh, that yeah. whole aspect of things too. So, those are the three things that would stick out to me as a kid growing up with that that were Catholics you know what I mean but like that makes sense coming from like a kid or teen's view of it outside right like oh yeah my friends have to go to school on Wednesday so that's why I know about that or yeah during Lent can't eat meat on Fridays Mm -hmm. so like before Easter and then the birth control that's so funny yeah and then the whole like crossing like all that like the whole that the whole it's very ritualistic Mm -hmm. yes like those are the things that like stick in my mind because I remember yeah yeah, the sign of the yeah because I remember those things of them doing those things or specific things that were unable to be done you know again from a very like young lens like that's what you see that's what you know and also I remember when I think of Catholicism when I was younger, I think of like the Passion of Christ too, like when that movie came out. And I know yes, that sounds yes. like so wild, but nope. I think about that. I, I went like, to that in theaters, Danielle. I know. I think I was going to go and then I think I decided not to go. I want to say. Oh, <laughs> but no. I know okay. Some of my friends did go in theaters. So I know. Oh, so Danielle, no. Wow. I love that the weird things as a child turned into like, our religious backgrounds because Danielle holidays are coming up it's it's with the holiday series (laughs) uh because the passion of the Christ that story obviously in in Christianity is not new but Danielle every so okay every year let's unpack this let's go let's unpack this okay Okay. so remember we are a K through eight school yeah every year during on was it yeah it was on good friday Mm -hmm. so the friday before easter yeah yeah friday before easter the eighth grade class would practice and put on a play for the whole school going through the stages of the cross (laughs) so someone was jesus someone was mary magdalene so ever like and acted out up until Jesus is nailed to the cross and is literally standing on a box, painted nails in their hands on this cross. Like they're carrying the cross, mm-hmm. like acts out all the different things. I had to witness that at five years old, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, up until eighth grade when I was in it. And I had to wear like the old robes. Like I was Mary Magdalene who wipes Jesus's face and then you pull the cloth out and Jesus's face is drawn on it my grandma drew it (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Wow. It that was yeah. Like that is drill. It is drilled into as a Catholic, drilled into your brain. Like wow. Let's visually watch a man get executed on a cross. <laughs> like over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we would play, oh, Sarah McLaughlin. In the eyes of an angel. Oh, that song. We would get to, because the eighth graders got to pick the soundtrack. And so, so always, like the same song that plays when they're trying to have you give money to the wounded animals. Yes. That is when you would watch Jesus. <laughs> Danielle, my childhood was kind of traumatizing. Yeah, I mean, here I am sitting here being like, I loved it when I got hot dogs and like had a social hour and like we we're just singing like gospel hymns and like yelling and being like, I love you, Jesus. Like, I love my family. I love my love. And you're watching people die <laughs> over and over again and reenacting the <laughs> execution of Jesus on a cross. Yes. Like Danielle, Danielle, people would act out as the guards whipping the person playing Jesus. Yeah, yeah, Danielle. There was a part of the stage of the cross where the kid playing Jesus falls and the other people have to like make sure this, I mean, this giant wooden cross, like it actually is a huge wooden cross that this person is holding, doesn't fall on them. And then at each pause, that's when music plays. <laughs> okay, and this is where I wanna like I wanna have like a moment. I wanna have a moment of realization that I understand for our listeners that do still practice Catholicism. Yes, nothing this against is, Catholicism. This is understandable, but this is an actual reality of someone who has went through these motions, and we are explaining what happens. And damn. Damn, yeah. damn, damn. Holy moly. Yeah, I I can see. I can see. I can put the dots together for a lot of things later on in life. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> or my favorite, another favorite is in eighth grade, when before you get con- like confirmation, mm-hmm. you have to go to this like two or three night thing. Uh, basically, looking back, it feels like it was the diocese of Des Moines, right? Mm -hmm. It feels like it was them like trying to recruit people to go to like the Catholic high school. Right. And also like, who wants to be a nun? Who wants to be a priest? Like, oh. Okay. So then, okay. So here's my other part about it. So if we fast forward into adult life, that is like, okay. I also then understand so much I mean obviously like we've talked about it before like unpacking your own religious beliefs and understanding your own religious beliefs and what you want to achieve once you want to what you want to know so it kind of goes back to like you were talking about like your grandma like she that's what she knows she knows that from the people or from her family members so she's passed that on to go to go to go to go right Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like that whole generational aspect of do I just believe this or do I just go with this because this is what is, has been ingrained in me and the tradition and the love and like all of those things, 
or do I believe something different or Mm -hmm. like, how do I search for something different? So, so with that, okay. So with you being a person that was dealing with Danielle psychoanalyzing, yes, yes. I'm just like, I'm just, you know, I'm bringing it up for the listeners here. So for like you going through all of that. So what did that kind of look like you understanding, okay, this isn't how I want to practice anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I think that that journey was, it was, I mean, it was a journey because, you know, D and I, like D and I both still feel like we're spiritual, but, and D says he wants to go back to church. I, you know, I kind of feel like, yeah, I feel like spirituality is more like internal, like personal. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be going to a place. That being said, when Eli was born, like we were going to a non-denominational church in Des Moines that I really loved. But the reason I loved it was because it was like, yeah, community, right? I really enjoyed um, some of the other moms. I I worked in the daycare, like in the nursery. Mm -hmm. So like, it was something to do with Mm -hmm. like, and Eli was with me, right? Like Mm -hmm. again, building community. Um, and I really liked that. And I even did like a couple, uh, different, or I did like a course, uh, through there, like a 10 week thing. Yeah. Um, and like, just got like, just got closer with a couple people there, but really unpacking my own spirituality. I feel like it was once I moved up to Minnesota, truly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and learning about other other people's religions. Cause I think I was so in such a cloud of Catholicism and Christianity. And yeah. just being exposed to more variety and be like, what do I truly believe? And all that. And to be honest, it was a lot of guilt. And I had guilt even just going to the non-denominational church. Mm-hmm. Uh, and technically, I guess it was Lutheran, but but still, yeah, people of all. And I remember having a talk with our friend CJ, who was yeah. on the pod, and being like, you know, I feel really guilty. And we like unpacked it a little bit. And truly, it's because like growing up in such a like strict type of of um, belief system, like it's ingrained in you that if you go to a different church, like. And it's never like outright said, like you can't go to another type of church, but it's really internalized or like inferred, like it's wrong mm-hmm. to believe anything else. And so I grappled, I was grappling with that. Like, am I a bad person for questioning? And now in the mental health field, I know a ton of therapists who that is their specialty of religious trauma and yeah, helping yeah. people unpack. And it is so fascinating. And again, there are many people who have, you know, even more extreme experiences, right? Of like abuse in church systems Mm -hmm. or uh, much more rigid. And yet it is kind of interesting to look back and think like, oh yeah, like my hunch or my like gut was right on certain parts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like kind of like I tried butting against the system a few times and I got, again, being a child or teen reprimanded for when I didn't understand Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's something that we have kind of unpacked differently, like throughout our lives too, is that some of the emotions that we had towards different things are some of the ways that 
we felt about certain things were totally valid or totally okay, but we just didn't have like the verbiage or the tools to really express how we felt about that or express like what we we're thinking, but we knew something seemed off or something seemed different you know what I mean or or like ah like I don't know I don't like this but like you didn't I mean obviously when you're younger you don't really have a whole lot to go off of besides like Mm -hmm. I don't want to do this I don't want to do that like or just kind of like rebellion against things like not even actually verbally saying but just like a rebellion in the way that not showing up or not being present and like all those different things and I know the last episode I brought up right about like my anxiety around death Mm-hmm. And I actually had been thinking about it even just this whole week. Yeah. And I can even pinpoint, I mean, there's a few different instances that just people in the community would pass away and it was just like an extreme like thing, but being Catholic and I was an altar server, that's a whole other thing too. Mm-hmm. I was like requested or asked to serve, be an altar server at so many funerals. So mm-hmm. I attended, even if it was people I like didn't really know that well, but like I was just a very reliable like altar Source, server. I yeah. would get asked what, to Okay, sorry, I'm not trying to cut you off, but what is an altar server? Like oh, just a uh, definition, I guess, of what it is. I don't know yeah, what that is. <laughs> that is actually great. Uh so like the Catholic Church has a priest, right? Mm-hmm. And so an altar server is usually a, a young kid who wears like the white robe like a white robe and like assist like it's very ritualistic like you do certain things when certain songs play you hold the book for the priest when he's reading you bring like you basically assist the priest yeah yeah ritual of the presentation I think I've seen like pictures of like the high priest or whoever it is and then like like a person in white kind of thing yep that's it okay yep got it Yep. I didn't and know what it, that was actually called. Yep. It is a child uh, assisting. And like, I did it forever. Like, I think once I was in high school, it's like, I don't want to do this anymore. But oh. then like, if no one volunteered on Sunday, then I was like, the, uh, like someone would come and be like, Abby, can you come help? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> wow. So you had to participate in that on a regular basis, like constantly just so basically you were always attending these funerals of even people that you didn't know Mm -hmm. Hmm. yeah and that I just put two and two together for that so I'm like that's interesting um and it just yeah and and again it's just like anything like it is another it's another like event right like Mm -hmm. a baptism Mm -hmm. first communion is a thing you know a marriage right confirmation marriage there's the different sacraments right um but yeah it, it's just a whole it's a whole thing like yeah the altar server comes out like they're the first person who like walks down the aisle like usually with the cross or candles mm-hmm. like down the middle aisle and the priest is behind and then you bow and then you like it is very like rituals kneel yeah. bow stand ring my favorite was to ring the bells <laughs> <laughs> I love that <laughs> yeah well, like we got to sit on these like these very uncomfortable but like these chairs that almost look like thrones kind of mm-hmm. and you were 
there in front of like the whole church sees you. Wow. Wow. Man. I mean, I guess I, I had no idea that you did that on a regular, but I didn't know you ever did that, but I didn't know you did that on like a regular basis by any means, shape or form. Oh yes. And then I was guilt tripped into doing it, even if I didn't want yeah. to. Because our family, of course, went to the 8 a.m. mass and not many kids went to the 8 a.m. mass. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because I think of, and it also from that other perspective, like you said, you're like scared of death and like those type of things, you know, and, but you were so like ingrained into being like front row center with all of that. Whereas I think it's interesting on my side because I also was very like, I wasn't front row center, but I went to a ton of funerals when I was younger, like, but it was people that I knew I wasn't going to funerals that I didn't know, you know what I mean? I was going yeah. to a lot of regular funerals. And then also with my aunt being a doctor, a chemo doctor, you know, I was constantly seeing like funeral pamphlets and like different yeah. things like that. So, but I feel like I have a complete like opposite reaction about like death in that sense, where it was just, for me, it's very not event focused by any means. It's very like, oh you know, there's another one, like, this is happening, like, oh, another thing is going on, you know, like, very much like that, but not, like, that scared feeling about it, more so, like, oh, yeah, like, that's, that's happening again, you know, like, almost in, like, a negative, like, sad aspect of it, not as, like, ritual routine, but just kind of, like, a, oh, man, you know what I mean, like, this always happens, you're always losing another person, like, these are gone, kind of thing, so it is, it is also very interesting how we process um, like people passing away and things like that from that lens of perspective. Mm-hmm. Wow. I didn't know this was where the combo would go. Are we surprised or what? Deep, Gosh. deep, deep. Hashtag We're going in the weeds. We're going in the weeds. <laughs> Rolling in the deep. <laughs> yes. I love it. Oh, yeah. just another little insight into little Abby and little Danielle's life. Mm-hmm. I mean, it I, think really I, might, I think I might need to unpack this more with my therapist. I know. <laughs> you Listeners, know, thanks for being my first ears. I don't, here's the thing. I don't know what that says about me sometimes because I feel like I've heard that a lot of times. People are like, man, I need to unpack this with my therapist. I'm like, oh no, like what? <laughs> Like, I'm like, I'm the whole story, right? Yes, yes. But, but Danielle, at least I'm not a stranger who's like, can I talk to you? Yes, this is true. This is true. But I, I got consent first. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, but it, it, it does. It all ties back to the whole thing that we were saying is, you know, there are so many weird things that we did in our childhood, but a lot of those other like deep things also probably played back to it you know because it's also kind of like when you're talking about having stories and doing all those things like some of those things stories that you were having and doing were while you're at church and like that was a huge part of your life like that was a large chunk of your life whereas like it's not a large chunk of your life and how like you had to go on a different journey to not have that be a large chunk of your life and same thing with me like I feel like it was a huge large chunk of my life but it almost seemed very passive in my life in a sense. Mm-hmm. So it's very different now, you know, like it's very, like I look, I kind of like look at it from like a higher lens, like, oh, this yeah. is what happened, blah, 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 kind of thing. Whereas I know there's a lot of people and probably like a lot of our listeners that are probably very, very still involved in their churches or yeah. 
maybe change different religions because of you know how they didn't agree with how they grew up or xyz or they changed to something different or you know now the relationship status or whatever have you be you know and it is it's a huge chunk of life it's a huge chunk of like and unpacking that is a really big part that a lot of people don't do you know what I mean a lot of people will say like oh I was Catholic oh I was Baptist or I was whatever and then just kind of leave it at that or but like actually understanding like what it played in your childhood is is huge you know yeah. And I mean, you could also think of too, like the daydreaming, the play was coping skills for correct. Mm-hmm. All right. All these other things we were going through and mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't even know. I, I think what is the term? Um, like if I had to identify spirituality now, and maybe I should ask this to you too, but mm-hmm. is the term, is it agnostic? Like you believe yeah. in a higher power, but not mm-hmm. like a, a specific, like a right. to a religion, because to be honest, I love learning about a lot of different belief systems, like mm-hmm. even downstairs, like we do have, I think the like Bible from the church that we went to in Des Moines, but then I also have, um, I went to an like Indian festival, like this pre, um, pre pandemic and, uh, like learning about different cultures. And I had purchased like the, I don't even know how to pronounce it, Bog. Bhagavad Vita, I believe, mm-hmm. but like, I love learning about Buddhism, Hinduism, uh, right, like yeah. all the things and like kind of finding the similarities in all of them too is really interesting and just the approach. But I think, yeah, I would just say I'm more agnostic now and try to be a good person. On yeah, I completely agree. So too. And I think, um, being curious to all sorts of different religions, I think is, yeah. is, you know, really cool because I mean, the thing is, is that I, I wholeheartedly believe that as long as you have some sort of like compass in senses, you know, then whatever it is, as long as it's not hurting other people or anything like that, right. like, I believe that that is, that is your superpower within itself, you know? So like I can't say one way or another whose religion is best or anything like that, oh, but sure you know, not. I think it's just, I think it's just understanding like what works best for you and not putting that upon other people and being open to how other people see the world and what, what it means to them. You know what I mean? Because kind of the same as like when we had CJ on our podcast, it's like very, like you, you need to have some sort of, there needs to be something that you believe. Like it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be organized. Right. Exactly. Like, but it's just something for you to like, hold on to like really helps, you know, whether it be the universe, whether it be a person, whether it be a thing, like whatever it is, but it just like something outside yourself. Exactly. It helps keep you grounded in like what you're doing on this earth and all those different things. And yeah, so I think it's just kind of how I put it all together in a package bow, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think it was a perfect package bow. And was there anything else from your childhood that you're like, oh yeah, I got to get this off my chest that I did and Um, share? (laughs) Wait, did I say the whole like turtleneck thing? You did it. You oh did my gosh. It. Okay. Okay. So here's oh. what what was the icing on the cake, listener? Yes. I said I'm like we. I was like we have to talk about this on the podcast. Okay. So Abby and I were laughing about this. So there's a trim or a trim. Oh my god. There's a trend on the clock app 
TikTok, if you will. And it is about <laughs> leg. Why is it called the clock app? Wait, I'm so confused. Because TikTok, like a clock goes TikTok. <laughs> All right, moving on. Thanks, everybody. Um, <laughs> so, Thanks for waiting for like, me. It's like Captain Hook, you know, TikTok. Anyway, okay, so. Watch the movie so bad. Okay, I know. And it goes perfectly with our episode. Like, always believe in your kid, <gasps> Peter Pan's. Anyway. Oh my gosh, we're going to watch Hook. Uh, we're going to watch Hook this weekend. There's too much, there's too much, too much. Okay. Okay. We're bringing it back, bringing it back, bringing it back. Okay, so on TikTok, I, there is a trend that's going on. And I don't even think it's TikTok, but it's just there is a trend going on about people braiding their hair in leggings. Yes, I said it. Braiding your hair in leggings. It's kind of interesting. You put leggings on your head, you braid your hair in leggings. Obviously, if you know me in real life, I do not have long hair to braid into a <laughs> legging. I, I have never had that long of hair. It's The longest my hair has been is like literally to my shoulders. So like I've never had that that life. Any huma. So that trend is funny. I was making a joke about it, but I was also saying like, yeah, you know, whoever probably came up with this one day. They probably just put some clothes on their head and were just being silly and then just, you know, went with it. And I said that very flippantly because I have been that person that has put clothes (laughs) on my head and just like lived the dream, just like doing whatever, like, oh, I have clothes on my head, blah, blah, blah. So when I was younger, (laughs) so when I was I got clothes on my head. Got clothes on my head. Call me a PN. Anyway, so, (laughs) well... I would put a turtleneck. So back in the day, Danielle wore a lot of turtlenecks. Um, not a lot, but I mean, like, they were cute. Like, I mean, like, back in, like, the 90s, like, have a good, like, cute turtleneck with some patterns and then a nice shoe. It was a good fashion statement. Yes. Anyway, so I would put the turtleneck on my head, and then I would wear it as pretend that it was, like, long hair. Like, I had long hair. And, okay, the other thing to to note is that I, a lot of time throughout my life, I did have barrettes in my hair like I had like the hair that like made noises and like all this stuff when I like click it around things like that but it wasn't long enough like I just I just felt like I needed some extra so I'd put this turtleneck on and I would like flip it and I would like move it around I put it in like a ponytail like all those things and I would act like this was I love this so much and I feel like my personality would change when it would happen yes, to you, like play yeah it was like oh it helps get the hair on you know and it's just funny because I just think about that from time to time I also so this is one thing that'll make you laugh so <laughs> when I would get in trouble so so did you ever get like timeout like what was your timeouts like or did you ever have a timeout um I I know that I when I was little, I got in timeout with like me and my cousin, Justin got in timeout and I was very stubborn. And my aunt had said, you are in timeout until you say you're sorry. And my cousin Justin was like, sorry. And then just ran. Whereas I sat there because I'm like, I'm not sorry. So I <laughs> sat I love it. and moped on the stairs. <laughs> but um, so you would have to sit on stairs. Yeah. This is, corner, this is why you are my little birdie. This is why you're in a corner. Birdie. Yeah, but usually stairs. Yes. <laughs> Anytime I would get in trouble and it was a timeout, it'd be like, you need to go to the stairs. Like it was just <laughs> that was just what it was. Be yes, like, I am your little like, birdie. Stairs, 
stairs. And so I would sit on the stairs and then my aunt or my mom would set a timer and I'd have to basically sit on these stairs until the timer would go off. And while I was on those stairs, I'd have to think about whatever it was that I did. I have to think about the problems and all that. And then as soon as I got done with the stairs, then I have to go and be like, all right, well, now that I was on the stairs, like, this is the reason why I was on the stairs, blah, blah, blah. And like, there's a lot of times when I would sit on the stairs and I would like play like fantasy and pretend and I would I would sit in a castle and I'd be like oh I'm on top of the stairs yeah and there was a couple times where I like fell asleep on the stairs like I would only have to be on the stairs for like 10 minutes but then I would be on the stairs for like two hours because I would fall asleep or something you were projecting like what's something else I can think of or do Mm -hmm. instead of sitting here yeah Mm -hmm. and I would just hang out on the stairs and then I would come back down and be like all right skills third time is over (laughs) I'm like, I love that so much. <laughs> but yes, but back to the fact, I would wear a turtleneck on my head and pretend <laughs> I was wearing long hair. It was fine. It was whatever. And I enjoy it. And I had a good old time. <laughs> you know, it's okay. I, I played I'm... Mancala by myself. So I love Mancala. I play Solitaire by myself. <laughs> and like Speed. Well, Solitaire is a, is a solo one. Well, it? not Solitaire. Speed. Speed. Oh, Speed. Yep. yep, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And call is fun. Yeah, I would be two different people and I would yeah, play. Me too. I play a lot of games. Go fish. I'd play that by myself sometimes. War. I'd play that by myself. And everyone would always say to me, who wins? And I was like, I don't know. I do. <laughs> you know? Oh, okay. Another just funny one that we can, uh, we can obviously talk more about funny one that I didn't mention. I was like, Danielle, this is the goofiest thing a solo, uh, a solo child. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> only child could do roller skate in my grandma's basement, mm. just in a circle Okay. while listening to goosebumps on tape. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. That's Why? very, that's very specific. Very interesting. Why mm. did I do that? Don't know. Cause my grandma's basement is scary. <laughs> I mean, I definitely had certain Nickelodeon tapes. Like I had, um, or maybe it wasn't Nickelodeon. Wait, I think it was. Like I had the Care Bears tape. So like I listened to different Care Bears. That wasn't Nickelodeon though, right? That was. No. What was that? I don't don't know. Was Were they on a specific channel? I don't know. But I had the Care Bears tape. I also had like a Nick Jr. tape where it was like all the theme songs of all the thing so it had like Doug it had um it had cat dog it had like wow. all those things so it's like one part day with wolf and the fur and then it would like move to the next song and like oh I my would, gosh like, you just unlocked that those baby was burned because of the fur oh we want to see a dog cat wanna... dog. <laughs> cat dog. dog oh wow the world oh my god cat dog. <laughs> is that where we end it no oh I think that might be where we need to end it do we have an Instagram versus reality? No? Yes? Was the whole um, thing an Instagram versus have... reality? <laughs> we'll make an Instagram versus reality. Okay. Um, your childhood is made up of, no, I'm <laughs> It's going to come up with something like super yeah. wildly scientific. Your childhood was not as it seemed. <laughs> <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> Just, we're all... All humans were multi-layered. Mm-hmm. 
it goes back to okay it also goes back to when we talked with kim where she talked about how everyone has a backpack on and everyone has a backpack that has different tools different stories and different parts of them and no one knows what those are but we can all help each other by the different tools and pieces of us that we have oh i love that This was like kind of like a deep episode, Danielle. It was very deep. It was very deep. It it went some places. It was very it went deep. some places. And listeners, thank you for being on this ride with us. Like there was a moment there, and I'm like, oh, I, I think I need, I think I need to like take a deep breath. Like I don't know if I felt this way. Obviously, with all our guest episodes, I felt so intense, but like probably not as like nervous since like daddy episode daddy daddy episode daddy. <laughs> i know it's intense it was right? a lot it was a lot that just like naturally came out so mm-hmm. thank you for listening to us mm-hmm. well thank you Special Abby, for that. sharing your things and all that stuff you know it was not planned people so i wow. know it wasn't it just happened <laughs> and it was just a full moon and it was a full moon about releasing your like things to release from your shadow, your shadow self. I can't, I can't, I can't. This is too much. This is too much. Okay. Now and I'm it's about, <gasps> oh my gosh. What? And it's in Gemini. So about communicating. Wow. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. okay. I can't, I can't, okay. I can't. This is too much. This has been okay. too intense of a month and too intense of a year. <laughs> it is too intense. All right. It's intense. <laughs> intense. <laughs> All right, listeners, Danielle just made a tent with her hand mm-hmm. and did in tent. tents. <laughs> You'd have to be there. Okay. Yes. <laughs> we had a great time with you. So I we hope did. you did the this same. This was a great one. More deep conversations. Mm-hmm. End of the weeds. So we have a special announcement, like we said last week on the show. Yes, we're so excited because we want to connect with you more and more and just have a fun time like we did last year because we're getting ready to move into a new year. 2023, here we come, here we come, here we come. We're manifesting like great times with all of you and just and fun and fun, fun and connection and great times with all of you that listen to us every single week. And for those of you that aren't able to listen to us every single week, but still support us, we see you, we hear you, we love you, and we just want to be with you more and more. Yeah. And so join us for a Instagram live. Sorry, that really bothered me that I said it uh, incorrectly verbally and Instagram live. Sorry. New Year's Eve. Danielle's losing her shit. An Instagram live New Year's Eve celebration with us. So Saturday, January 31st at, we said 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Mm-hmm. We will be going on live. So join us. We had so much fun last year in our impromptu. So join us now that you have a few weeks to plan. Yes. And we want this to be a fun app, happy hour. We want this to be collaborative, any sort of questions you have for us and anything that you want to submit to us beforehand. So we can give you a shout out, put it on our Instagram, send us an email, send us a DM. We'd love to hear it. Yes. We would love to hear it. We'd love to hear from you and share your stories. So connect with us and we can't wait, you know, happy early new year. Yes. Bring on 2023. Woo! Cheers. Woo! Bring on 2023, baby.
Bye. Bye. And that's our show. Thank you so much for taking the time during your morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time you did to listen. But we would love to hear more from you. We'd love to hear more from you. So make sure you join us on Facebook at Real Life Podcast with Abby and Danielle and like and subscribe to our podcast. If you're not an Apple user, we are actually on Spotify as well. But on Apple, you can leave us a review. But don't forget to leave us a review on Facebook as well.